Welcome to Leadership Unleashed. Today's leaders must be experts in emotional intelligence, the art of persuasion, and masters of motivation. Each week, you'll hear hints and tips to help you develop confidence, build your identity, and your skills as a leader. Here's your host, authentic leadership expert, Leslie Hunter. Hi, and welcome to today's show. Now, this morning, I was talking to somebody who was going through a difficult time. And basically, his first words to me were, you know, Leslie, life really sucks. He then went on to catalogue everything that was wrong with his life and everything that was happening to him. All the things, the people that were conspiring against him being successful in what he was trying to do. And after he'd sucked the life out of me about 10 minutes later and made it quite clear it was everybody else's fault, I had to call a halt to this conversation. And my first words to him were, so what? And he, he, he was absolutely stunned by this and taken aback. He said, what do you mean, Leslie, so what? I said, so what are you going to do about this? It's your responsibility. Because you know what? Harsh reality is it's your life and there is only one person who can lead it and that is you. And if you abdicate that responsibility, that's your choice, but don't blame other people. It made me stop and think again about leaders and followers. And let me be quite clear, when I talk about followers, I'm not talking about some inert couch potato lacking in drive, ambition or motivation. I'm talking about somebody who is making a choice to follow, somebody who is subscribing to someone else's viewpoint, their beliefs, and somebody who is likely to model another person's behavior. And I realized that my guest today, I met him almost 10 years ago when we were both undergoing some training and some development based around specifically modeling people's behavior. And we were doing some work on neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, for those of you who, who've had any experience. So I'm delighted today to be welcomed by somebody that I haven't actually had much contact with, if any, over the last 10 years. And it's a bit of a blast from the past for me. So I'm delighted to welcome Jim Windsor. Hi, Jim. Hi, Leslie. How are you? I'm, I'm 10 years older. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely 10 years older also. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jim, I am right. It was when we were doing our NLP training, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, I, I say back in the day, and that's not necessarily to put NLP in its place in any sense. You know, it's it's sort of still relevant today as it was then. But um, it feels very much for me like that was a certain point in my life. Mm, um, yeah. And you go back, you remember those people that, you know, and you were one of them that you just resonated with on the training, on the course. You know, you people stand out, don't they, for some reason? Well, I, um, if I remember rightly, you stood out because... I seem to remember saying, no, no, I have never in my life been hypnotized. And you, you can, you know what's coming here, don't you? And yeah. I, I said, no way, no, don't, not interested, don't go there. And the next thing I knew, you and I were both hypnotized. And did we get engaged or something during that hypnosis? It was, we did something. Let's keep this clean and legal. <laughs> it was very clean and legal, but I think there was definitely um, a kind of coming together. 
as a result of it. And, and it, was about the ex- <laughs> it was about the experience of it, wasn't it, that we'd shared it. Um, I've never been hypnotised since, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've gone on and studied hypnotherapy. Oh, um, dear me. <laughs> you know, since. But, um, but yeah, again, it, it, sort of, it, it has its place. And, and of course, we get hypnotised. All of us get hypnotised every single day. Um, get in your car and drive. Yeah. There you are in a state of trance, you know. So Please it's around and about. Please don't my driving. Please don't. <laughs> right, now, come on then, Jim. Okay, Jim Windsor, yeah. you're running your own company now. Which, <laughs> when I first looked at the title, I thought it was called Octopus, which was a bit confusing. <laughs> we'll we'll come back to that in a minute because yes. I want to start by talking about what you what you did really for about 26 years of your life. You were a welfare specialist and a trainer in the British Army. Yes. Yes, I was. Yeah, that's right. And uh, one of the one of the key things I know that you you've said that you you were involved in doing was enabling individuals to overcome difficult life experiences. Yeah, that's right. So, this person that I was talking to first thing this morning, I mean, probably put into the context of some of the experiences the individuals that you were dealing with, you know, had to yeah. go through. His his was trivial; it was minor. Mm-hmm. But would you? Whose side of the fence are you going to come down on? His or mine? You know, I'm saying, come on, it's your life. You're the leader. Yes. Lead yourself. Okay. I have many splinters in my backside because, and the reason for <laughs> that is. No, the reason for that is the best place that I've always found to sit is absolutely on the fence. Why do that? It gives you a good perspective of both sides of the argument. And what I would say is, from his point of view, it's no such thing as a small problem. Problem's a problem. Yeah, I accept that, And even little ones can cause great damage for people. But I I guess I would probably come down on your side of the camp because I think it is about self-leadership. We, we have to, if we're going to succeed in life, if we're going to be successful, whatever that success is to you, even if that's just day-to-day happiness, which is a wonderful thing to aspire to, at some point we've got to begin to lead ourselves towards it. You know, through, through practice each day of, of something, whether that's just looking yourself in the mirror and, and actually trying to learn to, to enjoy what you see there for the first time in your life. Um, I, do you I know, just, whatever that could be. I just find so many people are prepared to almost accept being a victim in yeah. life and are too readily willing to blame others for the yes. situation that they are in. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to trivialise any of these situations, and some of them can be very, very difficult. But what I always say to people is, if whatever is happening to you at this precise moment in time, if you think that you are standing in a circle, a hula hoop, what, you know, whatever you want to, to use as a, your sort of prop, it's yes. your choice to stay there, or it's your choice to step outside it. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I, I would agree with that quite firmly. And I think your choice of a hula hoop is a good one. Um, well, <laughs> Showing like my the, age here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and, and good use of the hips also. But I think, <laughs> but I think it's about the idea of a circle. And, and the way I look at it often, that people who have, um, they trap themselves in that circle. They, they, they stand inside and it becomes like a cell, like a prison cell. And that was my experience of working with, with those people who'd often gone through very, very life-changing sort of experiences, was they, they, they generally fit into two kind of groups. Those people that were stood firmly in the circle and wanted everybody outside of it to service their need and, 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 and get them repaired and sorted. And there were those then who thought, you know what, 
I'm going to step out of this myself. And I'm going to take some responsibility and some ownership of the situation that I have some degree of responsibility for putting myself in in the first place. And you know? that's an interesting concept, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I worked, I worked with soldiers for, for all those years. And not one of those soldiers that I ever met ever was forced to go and do what they did. They signed up. They, they wanted to go and have those experiences. Okay. Now, yeah, things went very, very bad for a lot of those guys. Unexpectedly, you know, we can prepare, we can train, but we're never quite ready no. for, for to Tra- step on a landmine, to be shot, something yeah. hugely tra- traumatic like that. We're never quite ready. But the, I think the first thing that I, I used to experience there when, when I was working with them, particularly alongside them in the, in the hospital at, at, their, at their bedside, was, was seeing the guys who'd reached a point of acceptance. And the ones who accepted it very quickly were the ones who healed like supermen. Really? They, they, it had a real visceral effect on them, a physical effect. And even the doctors, we would meet every day as, as a collaborative effort and discuss each patient in a meeting. And even the doctors would, would be blown away by the healing the self-healing power of their positive thinking, their acceptance of themselves. This is where I am. That's where I've got to go to. Right, let's get there. Right. And, so and that, I mean, that, 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 is, that is really, really impressive, really powerful. Because it's... Hugely, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a great believer. Uh, yes, I, I'm a great believer in the mind-body link, etc. But I'm also a great believer that... Uh, your beliefs, what you say to yourself, whether it's that little voice inside your head or in my case, sometimes I say it out loud and think, did I really mean to say that quite as loudly? Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, so th- that little voice that keeps, uh, that keeps saying things to you. And <laughs> we're our own worst critics normally. Yeah, absolutely. We U- are. Usually. And uh, and the more somebody tells you something, the more you start to believe it. So if you, are, if you put yourself into a situation where you become, I'm not saying you abdicate any responsibility, but you become almost the recipient of what happens to you, then that to me is not being a leader. That is being a rece- on the receiving end of something. Absolutely. I I completely agree with that. And I think where where you talk about people who firmly fix themselves into an ideology, you know, that self-fulfilling prophecy of life's hard, life's bad, it's never going to change. No one helps me. Everyone should and they don't. These are all... I mean, we would call them limiting beliefs, wouldn't we? We, we would say, well, that's a limiting You've belief. You've been reading your NLP books, haven't well, you? <laughs> you? You know what I mean? It's there. Or you could say that they're assumed constraints. It doesn't matter what book you've been reading, you know, but, but they're true. We, we have these little scripts in our own mind that tell us we can or we can't do things. Now, let, let, let's be clear again, though, because, I mean, I coach, uh, when I'm coaching people, I quite often, well, one of my first questions is, have you ever had any experience of coaching? you know, as a form of development. And what I find is an awful lot of people will say yes. um, And, you know, I understand the whole concept of limiting beliefs and somebody's going to try and help me change my beliefs. But actually, some of those so-called limiting beliefs, they're very important that we have them because they're there for our physical safety, our mental safety. And, you know, it's not a case of we shouldn't have limiting beliefs. But Absolutely. Right. Oh, good, good. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I mean, I firmly, I firmly agree. We've we've got to be able to put ourselves on a pathway here. You know, if you don't have a limiting belief, where'd you go? Um, That's you know, a good they, 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 yeah. yeah. 
they, they help focus the mind as well as they, but they also do act as hurdles. Um, and they also act as brick walls. And so it's knowing which ones damage and which ones are useful. And, and that maybe is the trick towards success, I think, as well, in, in terms of self-leadership is, you know, is this a wall here for a good reason? Do I need to turn left and right? Or actually, do I need to navigate a way through over round this wall in yeah. order to move on in my life? So, yeah, now, it's looking at... Now, you, you went on a pathway and a journey because you made the, the, the choice and you've, you've left the army. Um, yes. And as I say, I thought you'd gone into something to do with selling some kind of fish or some kind of, you know, because I thought, I thought your company was called Octopus. It's called Octus, A-U-C-T-U-S. Now, I'm going to show That's my right. ignorance here. What on earth is an Octus? It's, Octus is a Latin word, um, and it, it's a word that means encourage and growth. Oh. Um, so that's that's the reason for picking I like that. It. I, I, yeah, exactly right. I think the re, the very reason that I wanted to look at the term encourage grow is that as a as a trainer, which is is what the company now focuses on is, is training. I don't believe for one moment that what I go out and do is teach people new things. I don't. I, I believe that what I go and do is encourage them to to reflect on who they are as people on what they've done before in their lives and on what they want to do from that point on that's different. And that and therein lies the growth. Yes. So it's, it's very much about that, um, that that is the philosophy I wanted my business to have was, 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 was around there. Um, and it comes very much from the work that I did. It's informed by the work that I did, you know, back in, in, in the army be, before now. So I didn't want to lose that. There was something good in that work, and, and it was about that. So do you find, uh, I, mean, I mean, again, I, I'm agreeing with you all the way down the line here, uh, about the concept of reflection, looking at experiences, and learning, learning from those experiences. And some, some people will call those experience trigger events. Some will say crucible moments, crucible events. Uh, do you find that people tend when you're working with them, to reflect on negative experiences? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think that they can stop themselves. I think it's a very human animal trait. Um, you know, we have a design flaw, don't we? We can't help. <laughs> hey, we can't. we've got a few design flaws. You <laughs> yeah. talked about hips earlier, and but we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> but we do. We, we look at negative aspects of our lives in order to protect ourselves as animals. We, we, you know, we risk assess constantly. You know, who is this new person I'm meeting? Do they offer me some sort of threat? That's the way that the mind works. We can't stop that. It's really, really subconscious. But what you can do is become aware that that is the process. And you can become aware of how much that process has influenced your own thinking, your own conscious thinking. And that's, I think, where the work can really be done with a lot of people um, is about getting them, first of all, to own those thoughts and realize that we do. And you mentioned it, that little voice, that little barking dog that can be so, so disruptive and, and, and so vicious towards ourselves, getting them to own that voice. It's yours. You're in control of it. You have a choice with it. It's fascinating um, that you chose a barking dog there as the, <laughs> as the inner voice. Tell, tell, oh, all, it was almost setting you up for a link. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. tell, tell me, tell me about a barking dog. What, why, why would you choose a barking dog? <laughs> 
I guess, I guess for me, um, a barking dog, a crying baby, they're all those sounds that can create in a human being a, a reaction, can't they? Which, which is very, again, very visceral. It's very real it's sort of reaction. It's emotive, isn't it? It's emotive. Yeah, yeah. It's about protection. It's about safety. What's going on here? Why is a dog barking? Why is a baby crying? These natural, um, you know, sounds that, that, that really do make us respond that way. Um, and I think that's what it is. That little voice that, often is in the mind that is very critical creates that same sensation it's a fear-based stress-based sort of sensation and you feel it you feel it in your chest in your abdomen in that area of the body generally um because it's fear-based it, it's critical it's having a right old go at us um about who we are and it does that thing of telling us you know we're not very good at this we're pathetic at that we're useless at this we'll never do well at that we always uh, make that mistake we're not going to do that oh, again. Yeah, yeah. and then six months yeah. later you say yeah. i wasn't going to do that again and here i am saying i'm not going to do it again again uh, ex exactly right and, and it loves to help us support that whole idea that what we are fundamentally is failures it's not true of course and it's wonderful to give people permission which is what I do feel I do in my work give people permission to set themselves up another script or to have a little listen to that much more silent element of themselves sometimes doesn't even have words that actually is about enjoying who you are You've got me now looking, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at my big German Shepherd, Kino, and yes. thinking, how did you get inside my head to say all those things to me? <laughs> and now you've got me thinking that the, the other side, that other little voice for me, is it's a puppy. It's the playful element. It's the bit that says, go on, just do it, just yeah. do it. Give it a go. What's the worst that can happen? Let's go for it. And that's what puppies do, isn't it? Absolutely, they no do. And that's, no, there's, there is no fear. Um, they create their fears as they go along through experience. You know, they, yeah. they learn to fear certain things. But, but take, take a puppy, take a child in play, you know, when they're young, they don't care about anything. No, they bounce um, and they come back. They, they're much more yeah. resilient, much more able that's to it. accept and say, oh, that hurt or, oh, I, I might not choose to do that again, but off they go and... and they're always looking and moving forward. Yeah, and that puppy or that child, they don't care whether the other puppy is the same as them, whether it looks the same or it has the same skin colour, the same pointy ears, whatever it has. <laughs> right? they, don't, they don't judge in that same way, yeah. OK? We learn all that stuff as we evolve and as we get older. It, it, those isms come in later on in our lives. We're not born with them. Um, we're born in a very open way. So we support that barking dog. We support that angry voice. We're not always conscious, and you know, maybe give ourselves a break here. We're not necessarily always doing it very deliberately, but we are supportive of it through the way that we go about, or through the way that the types of person you, you spoke to this morning go about living their lives. You know, I where think they he's are. got a Rottweiler in his head, and he's a really, <laughs> really angry Rottweiler at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. I think First he needs to feed his Rottweiler or take it for feed, a walk. Yeah, feed it and get it a muzzle. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Jim, to be a leader then, because we, we're talking yes. here about, I mean, when, when people talk about leaders, quite often they look at somebody who is in a position of authority or somebody who has a particular job title or a status, yes. uh, you know, rather than themselves. They may say, well, I'm yes. not a leader. I just do this. 
But everybody must at some stage be a leader in one capacity or another, whether it's in a family situation, as you say, walking a dog, uh, you know, dealing with children, that every one of us at some stage in our lives, whether we intend to and whether we aspire to, will be a leader at some point in time. And I would argue, back to what I said to, to this, I'll call him a colleague rather than friend, because I don't think he's talking to me after this morning. Um, <laughs> I'll get him to listen to this show and he might, he might soften up a bit. He's <laughs> reflecting, Leslie, he's reflecting. I'll go and buy him some dog treats and see if it, if it has any effect for him, let him reflect. But I would, I would, as I said to him, you're the leader of your own life. Mm. You've got to be, because nobody else can lead it for you. Yes. I, I think put, you, put yourself as the CEO of a major corporate business, put yourself in a busy city, or put yourself on the mountaintop all alone with the wind in your ears. It doesn't matter. You still will have to, at some point in your life, embrace leadership, whether that is the leadership of yourself. You know, how do you get from A to B? How do you plan a journey? You lead yourself through the process of getting there. And, and, and we lead ourselves every day. And I believe true leadership begins within anyway. I think it starts from self-leadership and grows out. But equally, I, you know, I've come across so many experiences, particularly in, in my military life. I was that guy with status. I was the chap they called sir and all that sort of stuff was there. But, you know, it just didn't matter. Leslie. I didn't know you'd been that important, you know. Oh, it's I always just knew you was just... <laughs> Should I be saluting? Should I be saluting? No, no, no you no. don't have to do that. No, but, well, you're you know, not in the military I, anymore, so tough. <laughs> exactly. I'm just, I'm just an average Joe now. Uh, that's right. But all those titles and, the, and that status and those names didn't matter. Because what, where we were talking about leadership and where I maybe was able to lead, particularly younger minds who'd gone through very difficult experiences, was through an establishment of a relationship with them that was very mutual, very respectfully based. It wasn't about the badge I was wearing and, yeah. and my title. It wasn't about that. And I never really had to use that in any traditional military sense. You know, I didn't have to say, hey, I'm, I'm the one in charge around here. <laughs> But I knew those guys that did. You didn't really used to speak like that. I'm the one in charge, right? Uh, in that terribly, voice. <laughs> terribly British Very military terribly British, voice. Yes. No, but we all come across those people who do use their power, you know, their big badge, and, and they thrust it in your face, and they think that that commands respect. I hate that term to command respect. No, go out and earn it. Earn it. Now, you've, you've, yeah. you've, you've talked about a couple of things there that I want to, to backtrack on. You've talked about command, and the listeners might be thinking, well, the military, British or otherwise, you know, it's a very hierarchical command and control structure. Absolutely. So, to an extent, when you talk about leadership as the process, yes, there are some very tightly focused, ingrained processes, but they need to be there. Yeah, absolutely. That doesn't mean to say that the squaddy or the newest recruit isn't a leader. No, absolutely not. And, and what I used to love, part of the process as well for me, particularly as I, I got towards the latter part of my career, was then training and teaching others to do the job I'd done. And they were very new to the experience. And there was a mutual learning that would came with that. Um, because, yeah, OK, I had loads of experience and, you know, there, there were very few scenarios that we could encounter that I wouldn't have some sort of input on or, or know how to resolve. 
But there we have all these new tricks and tools and abilities. They're and called mobile experiences. phones. They're called... Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. They're going <laughs> to catch technology. on. Apparently they're going to catch on one of these days, you know. <laughs> but they were their personal attributes. And, and there were certain situations where I didn't have to do any leading whatsoever. And in fact, quite the opposite. I was more than willing to follow their lead there because they were so gifted naturally and so talented in that one key area that, you know, there was no need for me to lead. I was quite happy, actually, to, to, to observe and take some learning from them and essentially become a follower of them through that scenario. Um, I, I, would, I would argue with anybody <laughs> that, and I would, I would challenge, I mean, I'm quite happy for, challenge, for people to challenge me, but I would argue that a true leader is a follower because they will follow themselves first. Uh, you know, I, the question I always ask is, why would anyone choose to follow you? And if somebody cannot answer that question, then wh why, how can they be a leader? Because if they can't answer it and say, well, I would choose to follow myself because of X, Y, Z. Mm. So, so to me, there is a, a real disconnect happening in a lot of people's heads between this concept of being a leader in their day-to-day -day life and then having to take on the mantle or the almost it's a bit like they have to put on the superman outfit and wear the mask and become the leader and and i mean that leader in inverted commas almost having to take on a, a different identity when they walk through the doors into the workplace or the work environment and I, I, what do you think of that i think it's a fascinating concept um, and I totally agree with you, Leslie. Um, you know, hands down, I think in order to be leaders, we have to be followers too. Because you know, have to know when, particularly if you're working in a team, you have to know when that person in your team is the right person for that job. Because you can't do everything. Even if you're the CEO, right? You can't do everything. You need to know which person in your team is the right person to do this and the right person to do that. And that's what makes a fantastic team is, is being able to all work together and be able to step up to the mark and say, hey, I'll take this. I'm great at this. OK. And, and people going, OK, on you go. I'm watching and observing that. But it's the same with yourself. And when we go back to this angry barking dog. You know, maybe it's time to give that yourself. Mine's a little a, puppy. It's just running in. It's just else. running in little circles with a tennis ball at the moment. It's quite happy, thank you. Just leave it there. <laughs> See, it's interesting because in my mind, I've got this sort of rather daft-looking mongrel with the, with its tongue hanging out and its belly on display, having a good old tickle. That says probably far far more about me than I should be giving away right yes, now. Yes, definitely. And Jim, that, <laughs> I think we will stop that conversation. <laughs> It's a good idea. Right, Jim, we've only got a couple of minutes left. Doesn't time fly when you're enjoying yourself? Uh, it certainly does. We've only, seriously, we've only got a couple of minutes left. So if I asked yeah. you, you're now working, as you say, helping people to, to develop and to grow, and self-leadership is at the core of, of what you do. Could yes. you give me two or three sort of real hints, practical tips that you would give people to help them develop their own self-leadership and become a, a more effective leader for themselves? Yeah. I would say, first of all, think about the rigid rules that you've applied to yourself to get to this point in life and have a little look at which ones of those rules, um, you know, really are not for your own good and benefit. Challenge them. Challenge, Challenge yourself. Them. 
challenge yourself and the rules that you apply to yourself. If something inside is saying, I can't do this, ask why. Why can't you do it? You know, and really pick it apart and be honest with yourself there. I would also say, learn to celebrate yourself a little. You know, you're a good soul, then find out why and start to tell yourself, you know, balance it out with this, this sort of angry little thing that we sometimes do have going on. Give yourself some balance by actually saying, do you know, what? I'm a good human being. I care for folk. I want to see people develop. I love my family. I want to do well in life. Give yourself some balance, some real evidence, credible balance, you know, with, with what's going on there. That's and join in, I think. The, the final one is don't hide away. Go and get out there and celebrate it. Join in with people. Join in with your organization. Join in with your team. Join in with your family. Join in with yourself. I think if you're not taking an active role in life generally, yeah, then it's going to be bad. It's going to hurt. It's going to feel painful at some point. Get out there. Go and try some things. I right. Guess. I'm going to I'm going to rewind this and write those three down. Then ring my friend or my colleague back from this morning. And say, you know what? I've just been speaking to somebody who says these are the three key things that you need to do or that you should think about doing. But you're absolutely right. If he started doing that and thinking about some balance, I think that's a key yes. one. And joining in rather than sitting back and letting things absolutely. happen to him. Absolutely. Yeah. Jim, that has been fabulous. I can't believe that's half an hour disappeared already but let's not leave it another 10 years before I'm sure there's loads more we could talk about so I might oh, get you I'm back sure. I might get you back in a couple of months if you're interested by I'd the, love that by which time I will have um, learnt enough Latin not to embarrass myself <laughs> again <laughs> and I will let you know how my my angry dog and my little puppy are doing in inside my head so thanks for that Jim but I'm just going to go and go and take my angry dog for a walk now if that's okay with you okay. good luck with that Leslie thanks very much speak to you again bye take care bye 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 Wow, wasn't that fascinating? I'm certainly not going to leave it another 10 years before bringing Jim back on the show. There's so much more that we could talk about and explore. But let's just recap his key messages very quickly. He said that leadership is not about the badge or about the title. He said leadership was based on mutual respect. But that as a leader, you need to challenge yourself, challenge your own rigid rules. Now, some of those rules will be limiting beliefs. They may be creating barriers. And you have to ask yourself, why not? Why can I not choose to do this? But some of those rules may also be there for practical or protective purposes. So he said it was important to recognize and acknowledge the need for balance. I loved the way he likened that little inner critical voice to a barking dog, totally unprompted. But he did say that a true leader needs to own their own thoughts. He also said that we had to listen to the silent side of ourselves. Now, we didn't pick up on that or go into any more detail, but I do know that one of my future guests is going to be talking about that whole concept of silence and techniques such as mindfulness to help us in that way. So I want to say another huge thank you to Jim. You've been listening to Leadership Unleashed, the radio show that unleashes the leader, the individual, and gives you permission to be.
be a truly effective leader. Speak to you next time. Thanks for listening today. For more information about Leslie and her book, Who Put You in Charge? Go to LeslieHunter.com. There you can also join the pack, a free membership group where you'll receive regular hints and tips from Leslie, as well as access to some great leadership resources. So how are you doing as a leader? See how you measure up by downloading Leslie's free iPad app, the Effective Leader Scoreboard, available on iTunes. We'll see you next week for another edition of Leadership Unleashed. Leadership Unleashed.